Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique, how are you? I'm good. Hello. 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 Hi, Hi, greetings and yeah. salutations and what have you. And the same to you and to oh. all of our listeners. Tremendous. Yes. All right. So uh, what's new with you this week? Anything? This week? <laughs> well, actually, I just, um, we're recording in the beginning of December. Uh, we're actually going to give this whole history now. Excuse me, you asked. Do you so, want to know? So what's new with you well, this why week? Why'd you ask if you don't want to know? Yeah, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> We're recording in the beginning of December. We have a snowstorm happening outside, which is really cool. Yes. But um, the snow is coming down. Oh, the weather outside is weather. Remember? What is that from? <laughs> um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Is that the name? That's of the what it is. Yeah. Okay. I like that song, the way he does it. Um, so I was talking to a friend, and because our birthdays were both Sagittarius, our birthdays are like days apart, and we were having conversation, and it was really nice because I was able to say out loud some of the things I've been like feeling and thinking and like kind of enlightening myself with, and just basically like... I am the way I am. And I've been kind of saying this for a while, but I'm like kind of more and more coming into my own and I'm very unconventional. So like a lot of crystals that I work with, what people in what you read in books say, oh, well, they make you feel like this and they work this chakra and all that. And it's like, yeah, it works differently for me, but that's just how I operate. Um, when I get feelings and thoughts and things like that, it's like it might not always be like textbook, but it's just my own thing. And I've just been coming more and more into like, fuck everything else. I am me. I operate the way I operate. It might not be textbook, but I'm not going to fit in a box and that's okay. Um, so that's what's new with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just kind of coming more and more into that. And it's awesome. And it's bringing about more self-confidence. I like it. All right. I was like, you don't know where to go with this. You just don't know. So what's new You're with like, you? You're like, honey, and then I love you. It's like saying, <laughs> so uh, what time is it, honey? And you tell me how to build a watch. But no, I asked you what time it was. You yeah. asked. All right. That's good. Well, all right. Where I took the direction of your question, you can't control. All you can way control is the way you react way to it. Way off. Where you were I asking thought you were going. what was going on with All right. me, and I was telling you. All right. Well, with me, there's nothing new, so you don't even have to ask. There we go. 
Yay. All right. As I <laughs> my mouth into the microphone. Whatever. It's me. I don't care. Uh, all right. So you don't care. I, That's wonderful. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. I don't care. So I care, but I don't. You care, but you don't. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Tremendous. So, th- so this week, well, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into what we're going to talk about this week? Yes, I do. I'm going to plug myself because, okay. as we've discussed, I need to promote myself more. All right. So just do it. Oh, my God. Just let me do it. Just do it. Let me do my thing. So <laughs> if you are looking for organite, if you're looking for incense smudging spray or tarot or oracle reading you can go to my etsy shop wonders by monique you can also go to my website tarotbymonique.com woo yeah so do that that's yes, great please and thank you yes <laughs> please and thank you of course I'm, i am polite Good. yes oh my god I, I will share like every time i get a notification on etsy somebody like favorited something i'm like oh thank you i like put that energy of gratitude out there yeah that's something that is uh i think is is definitely very important is approaching everything with gratitude and just being thankful i mean geez if everybody did that just everything would be so much different if uh, people would just be more grateful for for things Mm -hmm. uh that's it's kind of we actually did an interesting thing last night uh, here at our house and we had uh, just all of us sitting in the living room together and we kind of went around and did like a we, we just like quickly said what we were all grateful for i want to try to make that a more regular thing if we could i think yeah, it's just I mean, a, kind I of do a, that with the kids a lot um with one-on-one time and go over like gratitude but I always like to point out like the littlest things are what you should be most grateful for especially sure. because like clean water having a home to live in like not everyone has that luxury uh food and you know the ability to get picky with your food oh well i don't want that i want this like that's huge so i always try to point out what seems like the most simplest things in life aren't guaranteed and so it's important to be thankful for it so you're a mom yes okay i've been doing that with our boys ever since like I felt they could listen and comprehend, like even before that, just like be thankful for everything. But again, they're kids, so yeah. that's why you gotta like dig it in. Do they do they listen? Do they really care? Stomp that knowledge mm, in there. Probably not yet. Be thankful. You're programming them from an early age. I am. I am programming my children to be grateful. Well, all right. But One. I try to it's about perspective. That's all. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't know that you were going to talk. Go on. I'll shut up. Are you sure? Is it okay to continue now? You may con- you may proceed. I am going to leave all these uncomfortable pauses in. I'm not going to edit them at all. They're all going to stay in. Uh, just because. All right, then. I say that like every show. I'm not editing this. I just never... See, never you did. don't care either. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Yep, Ron. I don't, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a good attitude to have. I like <laughs> it because it's like, hey, here we are, warts and all. Just fair enough. All right, yeah. fair enough. Of course, on video, we don't edit really much of anything, so you are seeing us, warts and all, viewing us, watching us. What what, what do you use again? Watchers I, and hearers. That's what it is. Jeez, yes. I, I. We want the yeah. truth, and like, what's the point of that if we hide our flaws? 
who's to say that it's a flaw or what you have is but a flaw. what people consider you know? flaws like these you know quote-unquote imperfections but that's like, like what makes a, that's what makes you a, a person and unique do you remember when we were first dating what i said to you about your imperfections no remind me it's what makes you so perfect ah that's that's right i i, I remember we used to use the, the term swimmingly a lot as well <laughs> swimmingly Yes. We get along swimmingly. Yes. yes. And you make me swoon. And you still do. That's tremendous. Good stuff. Yeah. But we are who we are. Yeah. And we're not perfect. And that's okay. Nobody and, is. Damn it. And, and that's Nobody's kinda, like, perfect. What we're trying to show is like. Nobody. We, we've been saying this. Like everyone tries to put on this facade of perfection. And it's like, no, this is real life. And yes. stuff happens. So here you go. Okay. This this has gone way. <laughs> this is not how I envisioned this show going at all. Talking about any of this stuff, but okay. anyhow, moving uh, forward, are you ready to yeah, to move on let's now? Jump in. Let's jump in. All right, cool. So last week, we uh, you everybody listening now, um, we had on Sean Gorman and uh, his lovely girlfriend Morgan, and we did some wrestling, and we watched along uh, two of our favorite matches. And yes. we gave commentary, and then we just talked a bit about them and everything, and that was a lot of fun. Well, when Sean was here, he brought me a uh, a movie to watch because we not that kind of movie for those getting dirty thoughts. I didn't think that that had to be clarified, but okay. Well, he brought along a movie and uh, said that it was awesome, and and I think we we texted about it or something and he'd asked me if I'd heard of it and, and all this. But anyway, uh, we watched it last night. Finally got around to watching it a couple days later. And it is the McPherson tape, McPherson, 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 however you say it, the McPherson tape. Well, we're going to talk about it today because mm-hmm. it's pretty, I, I think pretty awesome. And it's essentially, it's the very first found footage movie that's that was ever done it came out in 1989 and uh it's about alien abduction so let's get into it i'll let you you're, you're, lead this. you're giving me well i mean it's just like it's like anything else that we anytime we do like a movie review i mean we'll give a i'll give a brief synopsis it's the movie's only about it's a little over an hour long so it's not super long and the quality again we watched it on blu-ray but it's it was filmed on a vhs you know cassette recorder it was it was a it was a home movie essentially and it was done in one take which i think is crazy yeah that's awesome there was like no script it was all uh improv improv actors who were hired to play the parts of this family who essentially went through an alien abduction so yeah just a really really cool uh, thing. So, I mean, the synopsis is pretty much, it, it starts off at, at a, uh, in, in a home. Yeah. They're doing a birthday party for a five-year-old little girl. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know. A, it's a family. It's a family. Yeah. It's a, it's a, like a, like the grandma, the little girl, her parents and. Her pr- two uncles. Two uncles. One of the uncle's girlfriends. Yeah. It's, and that's it. And uh, they're just, you know, having a, you know, birthday cake, singing happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and warning, and, spoilers. Yes, but spoilers coming up, you know, the movie about alien abduction, there's actually aliens in it. Crazy, right? Uh, and so uh, the power goes out and the men of the home 
decide to go outside to investigate and figure out why the power's gone out. And while they're outside, there's a red light that flashes in the sky. And they're all like, what, what was that? They, they don't really show it. But, I mean, you see like a red, you know, in, in it's because it's dark outside. It takes place at night. It's like the reflection of the light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then they, they go to investigate and they see a spaceship and then they see three aliens, little little aliens are outside and then they run back home and all hell breaks loose as they, they realize that the aliens saw them and are, are coming to get them. And yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy after that. So I guess might as well just go into let's the whole just, thing. Yeah, so, so, all right, so spoilers coming up. So they get back home and they tell the, the ladies of the house what happened. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's going nuts. And, it uh they 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 find they they hear that the aliens are on the roof right so one well, of first them first they're talking about it they don't know what's going on okay, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it's they're like kinda, all of a sudden they realize they're outside they're outside yeah. yeah 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 uh and so they they hear footsteps on the roof so one of them shoots up at the roof and the alien falls and it lands in a tree, right? Was no, it was, was it in a tree? Ground. It was it's on the by ground. A tree. It was by a tree. Yeah. Okay, it's, it was kind of hard to tell because again, old footage, kind of grainy, and it's mm-hmm. dark outside. And obviously, this was all done by design by a very brilliant filmmaker, in my view. Mm-hmm. And so they bring the alien inside and set it down in a in a room in the house. And then the uh, two of the men d- decide to leave to go up the road to get their truck. Because I guess they're in a very rural... Uh, rural. They live on a mountain. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, there's that word again. R-U-R-A-L. Rural. 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 I, rural. I just have such a hard time with that word. Rural. So apologies. And so uh, they go to get the truck. And while they're gone, the alien, the little alien that was brought in, the dead alien, I'm putting my, my fingers up here in quotes, uh, it escapes from the room. And yeah, I mean, it... it, it Meets up with its two buddies, and then they, they come in and accost the family. It, this movie was done so and, and then And, I mean, you see the aliens are, are kind of walking into the home to go get to the family. Well, and then like, and then the camera just goes, yeah. like, to static, and it's so awesome. This is a great, movie great end. that, when it was made, when was it made? Like, did he actually film it? In, was it 86 or 87? I think 86 or 87, and yeah. And came out in 89. Correct. And it's one of the mo- the movies that didn't gain popularity. It was barely released. I mean, yeah, very we, very limited. Yeah, so we we watched after the movie was done. We were like, oh, that was that was really good. After it was done, we watched uh, on the Blu-ray. There are a bunch, a couple of extras and special features, and there's a Q and A um, with the director that took place after a screening that they did at some convention, and he tells kind of the whole story of everything. So I think he said they filmed it in 86, 87, yeah. something like that, when he was like 23 years old. And it was just a bunch of improv actors that he got. And they they shopped it around in Hollywood, got laughed out of a bunch of places. Um, and because, again, this was the this had never been done before. Found footage. You bring imagine you bring this into a, a movie studio and like here and like, like the 80s. Yeah. In the in, yeah. The, in the 80s. Right. And so. He was picked up by some distributor, essentially for direct-to-video type release, and the warehouse where the master tape was stored burned down. So they never were able to distribute the movie. He had like a screening and stuff like that for his family mm-hmm. and friends and whatever, and uh, 
but the movie, as far as wide distribution goes, it was never widely distributed. But apparently what happened was a number of these tapes, uh, advanced copies like they used to do. Your parents used to own a video store, so explain that. used to get screeners. That's what we call them. Yeah. And so these screeners were essentially the movie. And video store owners would watch the movie to see how many copies they wanted to order. So, oh, yeah, this is a big blockbuster. We're going to want to get a lot of these. Or this probably isn't like where I grew up in Drake at Mass. Like my parents might watch a movie and say, like, this isn't really going to fit our community. Like for the mom and pop right. type places. Um, but they it allows them to make a decision if they want it at all or how many copies. Because movies were really expensive back in the day. Yeah. So what happened was a bunch of these screeners made it out and before the tape could be distributed. And I guess a, somebody edited out the credits from the movie and started putting it out into the UFO research community. Which as is kind of genius. It, it's, like, it's like what the, the what the director was saying was, genius, wish I'd have thought of that. But it's kind of <laughs> cruel. Yeah. And so a bunch of people started circulating the tape and it started making the rounds in the UFO community as the only legitimate alien alien abduction UFO tape. Right. So, and, and, (laughs) and uh, I guess uh, a couple years went by, uh, you know, the warehouse burned down. So he was never able to get the movie distributed. His hopes and dreams of the movie dashed and what, what have you. And I think he said about three or four years later, he gets a phone call from somebody asking uh, how he got the footage or, or if he knew who got the footage. And he's like, yeah, I, I made it. And the guy's like, oh. And I, I guess th- at this point, he was told by this person, yeah, your tape's been making the rounds in the UFO community. It's been shown at conventions and all this kind of stuff. And we all believe it's real. And, yeah. And, and he, I mean, there, were, there, was like, uh, there was like an army general or something, yeah. like a retired general who'd been in the military for over 40 years. And, former and military. Former intelligence. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who all who, were trying to say, this seems authentic. Yeah, they were saying it's authentic and all, all this kind of stuff. So it was pretty pretty interesting how so many people were fooled by this. And I want to kind of dive into that aspect yeah, sure. in terms of why it seems so authentic. I think the okay. one, it was filmed on a videotape. Yeah, and that filmed it was, VHS. Yeah, and so. that it was kind of that first person. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, it was, it it really, was like a found got, footage. You, right. Yeah, you have like where they kind of cut off the, the dinner from the birthday party, the cake, and then kind of what leads up to it. And it's not like it's a lot, but it's enough to kind of feel like, okay, this is a normal family. It's people used to do that birthday parties. They'd videotape that kind of stuff. Sure. Normal. But then things start happening. And the way everyone is like talking over each other, they're freaking out. They don't know what to do. And like all the things that sometimes when you see a movie, you're like, why are you doing that? Like, are you stupid? But like, they're getting called out on it by somebody else. Like, what what are you doing? Like, that's stupid. So it's thrown like right at them. Like you're doing something stupid. Um, It just seemed very realistic. Yeah, it was very, I I think just the fact that it was, there's no script. I mean, everybody's given essentially, you know, the outline of what they're going to be this doing so character. they so they kind of know what they're going to be getting into yeah. but there's no script so they're yeah like you said people are talking over each mm-hmm. other people are you know calling each other out on stuff you know acting as if it was real because they are just improving their lines mm-hmm. and all they know is they've got to fill in this time with dialogue 
and they know obviously the plot points of the movie, what's going to happen, but it was all done, like I said, one take, which is incredible. But while they're doing that, they're they're talking about like there's a part where they're going to investigate and then they talk about, you know, mom's been drinking. And it's just this random thing where you think I could see the brothers are outside of the house. They're away from the women, so to speak. But okay, while all this shit is going on, we don't know what's going on. Let's we have a moment to talk. This is something that's happening. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, okay. Yeah, there was there was a lot of those little subtleties that if you're if you're listening and paying attention you're like okay yeah this this seems legit like this is what would happen in if this were real this is how a conversation would go because if it was a movie you'd think okay this is a subplot so where is that going to come into anything but it doesn't it's just just dialogue yeah Yeah, just they're talking and they're having you know they're talking about things as if you know they're, they're talking about like their sex life and just just stuff like that stuff guys talk about stuff exactly so it was when when it was just the guys it was guys you know there was like one of them farted and and like oh smell that you know they're just doing stuff that guys would do it was it was really just so i could see where people were fooled Mm -hmm. when it came to actually the the spaceship and the aliens i think they did a really good job because you have that graininess of the film it's nighttime it's tough to see you can make something out so you don't need those special effects because right. you're just like i can make out okay i can see how that looks like a spaceship and then you see the aliens and you're like shit i can see how yeah it's not it doesn't have to get up close and personal but you see it and you're like okay i can see how that can be real yeah i could see I, again i could see how people were fooled by oh, this absolutely and and i was watching it and saying you know knowing the backstory because sean had explained it to us and everything and and I was watching it thinking, if I had seen this back in 89, 90 as a 13, 14-year-old kid who was into UFOs and aliens and stuff, if I'd have seen it then, I'd said I'd have brought it to all my friends, look, it's real. I told you aliens are real. Here you go. Here's the proof. I, I, w- I can see me being one of those people back then falling for it. And now the 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 best part about then this though, who's like it's a movie. There's credits at the end. I have the screener. No, no, no. Beca- oh yeah, you right, right. But oh, I thought yeah, I'd yeah, be like, yes. you're wrong. You're wrong. Here's the screener. What? What? Here are the credits. Yeah, yes, but but the tape that was making the rounds had was cut after the credit. There was no credits, so that's why it was fooling people. So again, just brilliant, <laughs> but a great way to to hoax or or to to. I get disinformation, I, I guess. I think everyone did their job in trying to make it seem as real as possible. I mean, mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, people for sure. legitimately thought this was real found footage. There's still people out there who think believe. that even though it is, it's, it's out on Blu-ray now, it's, I mean, the, the director came out publicly about it many, many years ago, obviously back in the, in the early nineties. And actually ended up doing a remake with a big budget. Uh, at the time, I think it was over a million dollars was his budget. And he did he basically remade the movie into a TV movie with a big budget, you know, some name actors and everything. And people still think that... They think it's disinformation. It, the, the, it's dis- yeah, they think it's disinformation. They think that the original film that he did on his camcorder with improv actors, they think it's real. They think that it's legitimately real. He, and and the best part is he's got uh, a a still shot of the aliens the in in the movie and with their masks off and it's little three girls. little girls that he had hired to play the aliens 
you know, small yeah. little little girl. I think they were like eight or nine years old. He yeah, said, eight years old. And people see that picture and they still think, no, that's just that's just disinformation. This is a real abduction tape. Like what? <laughs> so even though you're you're telling people, no, 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 it's not real. It was a movie that, that a guy made and whatever. They still will not believe it because they are so hell bent on proving that aliens and alien abduction and things like that are real. That this is their this is their proof. Okay, so I want to talk about that too. In terms of could this be disinformation? Could this be real? And this guy is just coming out saying, no, I made a movie. But you on the DVD, there's a panel. They like did a screening of it and the director came out. Yeah. And then he had one of the actors in the movie come out. He was, he was Mike, the guy who holding the whole camera the whole time, the director. And so... These people who Wait, were, what? the director it, was the guy, Mike, holding the camera. Uh, was the director's name? name is Dean Aliotto. I know, but the character was Talk about in the movie. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, the guy holding the camera, his yes. name was Mike. Then you had, um, was it Eric? Was one of the brothers. So they're both up there. They were in the movie. If they were really abducted, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know how... So right there should be able to tell yeah. you that it's not disinformation. But it's but the movie. the best part about it is that it, I mean it it it's a movie that was made and it just never because of circumstances it just never became widely distributed at the time. And but it did. These guys were not trying to fo- uh, no. hoax anybody or fool anybody. They're just trying to make a movie. It did become widely distributed. But it became widely distributed. Yeah. Yeah. It did become widely distributed. It got an underground cult following, but not for the reasons that they wanted. It people actually took it and made it real. I, I mean, I guess. one of the guys, like some of the interviews about this, one of the guys was saying, like, you know, when they're carrying the alien in the house, you can see how the eye sunk it in. And from my research, that's actually what happened. You're talking about there's an extra on the Blu-ray from the TV show Encounters yes, that was thank done. You. Yes. And they interviewed people about it and why they thought it was real. And I just thought that was so interesting. So the research you've done that we have no real proof for, though, it's 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 so hard. It's like, yes, we hear these stories, but where does it come from? If you look hard enough, I think anything you believe will align with something. So to say, oh, because the eye was sunken in and that really happened. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird, <laughs> a lot of weird reasons why people believed this was a real movie. And I get, I think where it becomes dangerous is like you said, I'm so hell bent on proving I'm right. I don't care if I'm wrong. And when you have something that there is, I think, some truth to it. When you start going that way, it becomes dangerous because people know you're wrong and you're still fighting. So it's kind of like that everything else that you brought to the table that might be true, who cares because you know this is false and you're still trying to say it's true. Kind of ruins it all. Well, it's it's like I've, I've said before. I think it's a Mark Twain quote. It's easier to uh, convince people of a lie I mess, I'm it's butchering the quote. It's easier to lie to people. It's easier to lie to people than convince them they've been lied to. Right, exactly, and that and that's definitely the case with this, for sure. I, in my view, it's yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah, that that um, that that uh, encounters uh, TV spot that was done. It was pretty interesting because they're talking about how, and that was the other thing that we forgot to mention. Footage from the movie 
after it was circulated at UFO conventions, was on like local news, and clips of the movie were on like local news being shown as legitimate alien abduction footage. Like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, there, there you go. It's the, journalism. It, yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean that was back in the '90s. Now, now, obviously. I don't believe anything that's on the news ever, but it just goes to show you that even that far back, the news is manufactured. And that's a small side tangent, but just think about that. You have movies, right? You have, you watch movies, you watch extras on DVDs, Blu-rays, whatever, if you still buy those. And you see behind the scenes of how a movie was shot or you have a director explaining how this scene was crafted or whatever and they'll, they'll show you behind the scenes how they're setting up shots and this and that. What do people think the news that you watch on TV is? It's a production. Anything that you see on your TV was filmed with a camera, had a crew, was mic'd, was lit well. It doesn't matter where it's filmed. What you're seeing on the screen is what whoever is putting it together wants you to see. So always remember that when you're watching anything on TV or or in the movies or anything like that. Especially nowadays, the news, especially. Mm -hmm. Just remember, you're seeing what they want you to see, not the truth. They, They are trying to get you to project an emotion. And they want you to take that emotion and run with yeah. it because that's what they're trying to get you so, to feel a certain way. Right. So now... Um, and I just want to throw in terms of feeling, watching this, yeah. watching this movie, I'm laying in bed and I'm just like, some of this stuff like, okay, I know it's a movie, but the way the camera is, like you're just waiting for something to happen. And it's like you start, t- like I was tensing up and I'm like, okay, all right, is, is the alien going to come? Like what's going on? What's-? And then there's nothing. And it's like, oh, Okay. But there's so many moments where it felt like, oh, what's going to happen? Is something going to come? Like you, you feel that. And I thought that was awesome. Like, yeah, it was like well I could literally feel my body. I'm laying down and I felt my body, my muscles tightening. It was like lifting me up a little bit. So instead of like being relaxed and laying flat, I was like pulling myself up almost like, like at like this angle where I just slightly am up more it, because there was so much tension of, wait, okay. The camera is pointing in this direction, something. They want us to focus on something. And it's just, it was nothing. But it's what it does in your mind, creating that realism, allowing you to be like, okay, something's going to happen. What is it? I, I, I'm ready. And then it's nothing. It was great. I loved it. So there you have it. We both enjoyed it tremendously. Yes. Very good. Very good movie. I, I definitely recommend watching it. But again, just know it's it's a guy holding a camcorder, so the, it's not like you're watching some high def, 1080p <laughs> spectacle. There's uh, you a know, lot there's, of just dark. You can't yes, see what's going e- on. E- you exactly. don't know. And I liked that because yeah. it it really makes you feel like if you were like you were there, you're that person. That's your angle. That's your view of it. And I just. That's I'm not big on found footage, but this one I really like how it was done. It, I was able to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a I'm not a huge found footage movie fan either. Uh, and and like the, the, when the camera shakes, that usually just it irritates the hell out of me. But this didn't bother me. The, I, oh, no, I'm saying like you know most found footage movies, that's what you have. You have like the camera shaking and people running and stuff like that. And it, to me, I don't like that. But and you you get the, a lot. I mean, that's what this movie is. But it di- I didn't mind it in this movie for whatever reason. It didn't 
didn't bother me this time around. So I thought that was good. Um, now we we were looking at IMDb a little bit for some stuff earlier. Yes. Do you have some trivia that you'd like to add? Let me get back for this here. movie, the McPherson tape, which was not the original title. The original title was Alien Abduction. That was another thing that was brought up in there. That, yeah. Yeah, the original title. It says here that many UFO enthusiasts incorrectly believe the film consists of real footage of an alien abduction. Um, so basically, it's, it's just going off about people thought it was real, as we've discussed. It's not real. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to burst that bubble. Wow, that's great! Great trivia you're reading there. I'm just Stuff we've already talked paraphrasing. about. Paraphrasing. Well, you wanted to know <laughs> what was in there. I'm just curious if there's anything you want to add that we haven't already talked about. Actually, um, one of the things that came up in the commentary it's mentioned here about the the master was destroyed in the fire. Right. So, the director actually um, was going on YouTube, and when people would post the movie. He'd report it so it'd get taken down. But then he realized, like, oh, he wants to, like, get a new master. So <laughs> he, he took it from somebody's YouTube copy. Yeah, he ripped the copy off of YouTube, yeah. <laughs> and then he reported them. Yeah. Hey, good but for I, him. That was kind of funny. <laughs> good for him. You wanted to read, I think, because we talked about everything that's on the trivia that I see. You wanted yeah. to read some reviews. Yeah, so you, you got our reviews. We liked it. We, we both thoroughly enjoyed it and definitely mm-hmm. recommend it but i thought because we had so much fun doing this the last time around when we when we did our last movie review uh but i would go to imdb for some other user reviews now i, I don't know if i want to start with the good reviews or the bad or just kind of read them as i get them here uh okay Let, let's start with a bad review first one star from a user named fiona Back, uh, well, this was back on July 29th, 2006. So that's interesting. This Blu ray didn't come out till, I think it came out this year, 2020. Yeah, it came out this year. So this person, I don't know when they saw it or, or whatever, but the title of the review What a Heap of Shite. I cannot believe that anyone actually takes any of this stuff seriously. It reminds me of my reluctant introduction to a TV program called Most Haunted. My sides were splitting. It was such a laugh. But eventually I became offended as with this drama that people take it seriously. That in fact it is punted punted, to suggest we take it seriously. Please check out mom carrying her carefully scripted glass of wine through all the action. It's hysterical. Please watch it and laugh. Anything else? Get a shrink. I also find the tearful face to camera quite sad. Do we really live in a world where people play on our emotions and conspiracy theories this much? Please, tell these people to tell Uncle Tommy to really put the camera down and get back to acting lessons. All right. So that was uh, Fiona's review. Oh, here's another one-star review titled, What Were They Thinking? And warning, spoilers. We've already spoiled the movie anyway. So... This one also back from June of 2009. What was going on in June of 2000? Oh, oh, okay, excuse me. So this is from June of 2009. I'm not going to waste too much time on this film. What are people thinking when they say, scary? Are you kidding? I've seen scarier Care Bear movies. The acting is shocking. The whole think is, the whole think? It's a theming thing. Yeah, the whole, whatever. The whole thing is so set up, and I mean my 15-year-old brother could make more realistic aliens in his high school lessons. 
Don't waste your time unless within 20 minutes of watching you want to split your sides with laughing due to the bad acting and the shoddy effects. Spoiler, I mean at one point after the blokes see the aliens, they actually sit down to eat a meal. Would you do that? And also, through most of the house scene, the mother is still carrying a glass of wine. Think I would have dropped that a while back if anything was near real? All right. I want to say, like, so there's a part where the guys see the aliens and they still don't have power. So basically, like, I understood it because you got a kid there. You have a little girl and you don't want this kid to get panicked. So the women, like, they're all like, sit down, relax, because they think these guys are crazy. Like, okay, you saw something. Like, you're getting us all upset. Let's just sit down. Let's eat the cake. Let the kid open her presents. So I actually understand that as a parent thinking like you need to control the situation. You don't know what's going on out there. Let's just normalize everything and pretend that nothing happened. I love that you're trying to justify liking the movie because of somebody's review on IMDb. No, because that thought came in my mind like, okay, they're having cake. But then I understand that. That's my point of, I thought that too, but then I'm like, okay, nope, I understand that. All right. Uh, Here's another review. This is a two out of 10 star review titled No Intelligent Life. This is from October 3rd of 2020. So this is a recent review. I'm surprised the mothership didn't laser these people from orbit. Aww. That's the review. <laughs> I, I feel like these people want their, their 60 minutes of life back. Uh, all right. Did they know it was a movie? That's what I want to know. I, I th- Well, the one from 2020. Yeah. I, I think all three of them knew it was a movie. They're pretty obvious with it. I'm curious of the background. Now, uh, here's another one-star review from January of 2013. This this is good. Titled, Let Me Explain Why It's Fake. I love I love these. These are great. When people have to like give you the reasons why of something. Think about this, will you? The premise is that someone is videotaping all this strange activity that's going on, right? The strange activity is because of aliens, right? So how come when the guy actually brings the alien into the house, the video guy doesn't even get a shot of it? Looks almost like he was avoiding getting a shot of it. He should have been all over that alien with his camera. Close-ups, clear as possible. Wouldn't you get shots of the alien if all of you if all you was doing was shooting everything else? We don't want to see your family running around. We want to see the alien. That's why this video is fake. Now, let's be reasonable, shall we? The camera guy is actually doing a great job in the situation. People are scared. Men are running around confused, trying to protect their family. They actually shoot down one of the aliens because of fear. Then, for some unknown reason, he brings the thing into the house where his family is actually hiding from it? Don't make sense. And the videographer doesn't even get a shot of the most important thing to happen to mankind in history. And then in all caps, it's fake, people. And I want to respond to that because we were all like, yeah. why are you bringing the alien in? <laughs> like, why? And he's like, because they, if they, they want to look for it. They got to come here. And the women are like, so you're going to make it come into the house? Like, you're yes. an idiot. So how yes. I brought up like people doing stupid things in movies and then like at least they get called out for it in this like other people like you're a fucking idiot yes but oh i'm so sorry i just crossed my legs (laughs) i just kicked you in the shin i'm so sorry i'm sorry okay with um why he didn't get a close-up because again i was thinking that too like get up in there like cut that thing open let's see what makes it tick i'm just saying but he didn't. But he also, I felt like the character did a good job. Like, I don't want to be near that. I'm afraid. I don't want to be around it, which is why he didn't. So I can 
see that point. But yeah, why the hell did he bring it in the house? Because it makes a good movie, damn it. Here's another one-star review, since we're on the one-star kick. Titled, Terrible Trash. This is from October 8th of 2020. So another recent review. If you're going to film UFOs, maybe you should learn to focus a camera, or better yet, use autofocus. Anyone believing this actually happened needs professional help ASAP. Garbage of a movie. Boring. Did they forget it was filmed in the 80s? I guess. On a camcorder? I think that's... I think that's... (laughs) I think so. So, again, I think a lot of these reviewers are not taking into account the time period of the movie. The fact that it was filmed on what was it like a $6,500 budget. Yeah. And I think he said all that movie was, all that money was like for catering. And I think he spent like $750 on the UFO spaceship itself and the costumes. Yeah. So I think uh, a lot of people are are missing that. Uh, And again, one star reviews, whatever. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, of course. And you may watch the movie knowing everything we've talked about and might think we're stupid for liking it. And that's that's cool. Hey, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I just want to know, like, for the one stars, like, their background, like, did they come in knowing this is a movie? Did they think it was real and then found out it's a movie? Like, where were they in terms of what was going on at that time? If it was real, if it was a possible movie? I would think these ones from just couple months ago would have to have known it was a yeah. movie but it's, it's what pretty is the obvious background? like what but, do they know of it but yeah it makes you wonder like did they realize it was done in the 80s I, yeah. yeah who knows but again it's okay again everybody's entitled to their opinion no, you're, not, yeah. you're never gonna please everybody hey we found sure. it amusing yeah we like entertaining it. so thank you so uh look, there's a couple there's some good reviews here there's Make not good ones yeah okay so let's do uh here's a seven star review which seven out of ten ain't bad this is from uh, a username uh, B Movie Dork, and this was from back in September of 2013, titled "The Real LOL McPherson Tape." Ah, the infamous real McPherson tape, hugely controversial among the alien abduction enthusiasts. Hundreds of people still think that this is the real deal. Well, sorry to burst your bubble, but it isn't. Still, this is probably the most believable found footage movie I've ever seen, as it really does feel as if you're watching an actual VHS camcorder home video of a real Midwestern family in the early 1980s. The alien abductions themselves are not really the focus here. The focus seems to be the tension that this family feels while being scared out of their wits. I prefer this original version over the 1997 made-for-television remake, Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County, which screamed fake right from the get-go. Awful acting, no chemistry between the actors' characters, overblown effects, and laughable documentary interviews interspersed to insult the viewer's intelligence. Even though this original version is bare bones and lacking in alien action, it still manages to be taut, atmospheric, well-acted, and most of all, believable. This has been next to impossible to find for decades, but thankfully someone has uploaded a pirated copy on the internet recently. If you're a fan of the remake, aliens, UFOs, found footage, or just underground cinema in general... Do yourself a favor and check it out. But just remember, it's only a movie. There is no real McPherson tape floating around out there. The name of the family in this original version isn't even McPherson. It's Van Hees. One thing I forgot to mention, it reminded me about with this movie, another element that I thought was really smart to put in is isolation. This family is isolated. They live on a mountain and the closest neighbors are gone for the weekend. So obviously... There's miles upon miles where there is nobody. So right there adding in that they are alone and to get to somewhere where it might be safe is difficult. 
Yeah. And I, I liked that aspect of it too. I, I forgot. Yeah, to no, I, I agree. And I think that was a great detail that, that was put into the movie. It just, you know, a great it's thing a that the filmmaker things. thought of. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Uh, here's another great review or a good review. I should say it gets 10 out of 10 stars and it's titled top movie back from June of 2001. So this was, this is a while ago. This, in my opinion, is the most frightening movie I have ever seen. The story of a family at a Thanksgiving dinner and the hell that follows when they are visited by aliens. The film is shot almost entirely on a home movie camera, which only adds to the realism, and the actors play their parts very well. Myself not being the type to scare easily was on the edge of my seat throughout. I gave this movie a 10 rating as I cannot fault it. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Here's another... 10 out of 10 star review titled Very, Very Scary. This one from May of 2001. And the, <laughs> I love these usernames. Dave's Got a Cat is this guy's username. So, hi, great. Dave. Hi, Dave. And how's your cat? Yes. Uh, well, this is from 2001, so it's got to be a different cat by now, I would think. Not necessarily. Or it's a very old cat. Yeah. Now I know where the producers of. In my opinion, the vastly inferior Blair Witch Project could have got the idea of a domestic video film from. This was one hell of an intense fly-on-the-wall movie. Many of the scenes comprised of one long take. Spoilt only by the fact I recognized a few of the actors and some had obviously had drama training. Despite these, I gave this film a 10. Very few films can hold my attention at the edge of my seat like this one. There you go. Mm -hmm. Now, ooh. This is one I didn't read before, but I just noticed it. 10 out of 10, another one. Titled, What is the Real Story Behind the Video? This was from back August of 2006. I have often wondered if there is more to this story than meets the eye. It appears as fake, and maybe so it is. However, there are elements of truth wrapped up in a supposed work of fiction. I believed it to be based on fact. Every time I see it, I see something that I didn't catch before. Don't get me wrong, Hollywood and other studios do great magic with the paranormal, but I also know that truth can be painted as fiction to reduce hysteria. Having been an experiencer from the age of four and had my own encounters with the greys in the 80s, I felt the hair on my neck stand up on end watching this film. There was a sense of familiarity that I don't find in other works of fiction relating to the greys. The memories of that night of when they came for me flashed back in this film. I have watched films like Signs and others of the genre, but none really touches base like this one. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And I think that, that during that Q&A that's on the extras in the, in the uh, Blu-ray here, mm -hmm. uh, that the director actually uh, mentioned that, how he had been told by various people who claimed to have been abducted or had They've alien had experiences... experiences that the movie was very, very reminiscent of their encounters and what they had experienced as well. So that's pretty interesting. And I wonder if because it's so like, here's a family. It's it's not like something extraordinary is happening that day. It's just normal stuff. And then all of a sudden that. And, and I don't know. It, and just, again, there's isolation. So even you, if you have people around you, you can feel isolated from them, perhaps. I don't know. One one little detail that we forgot about the movie, uh, towards the end of the movie, the random characters, random uh, 
people will, will get up in a trance and they start to kind of walk towards the door where the aliens yeah. being kept the 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 quote unquote dead Open alien the door. and it, and it, the, they're saying that they they're hearing in their head the voice telling them to open the door and i like in. that because yeah it's uh, many believe like with these aliens they use telepathy and so and okay now my mind's just like going in every direction but you can use stay on task I know, stay you on can target use telepathy like they use telepathy so they're trying to communicate whose mind can i get into to open the door and the first person is like oh where are they and they realize like she's opening door she's in a trance and then there's the next person who all of a sudden like and doesn't she say like oh i'll be right back or excuse me and no she, i don't think so no they just she got did right say up. she excused herself from the table oh um but then she goes and does it and so i'm just waiting like okay who's next <laughs> the next person is gonna do it well it ends up being the the dude holding the camera ends up going and that's when he realizes the alien is gone because he goes in he opens the door and sees the alien's gone and that the but back he, door everyone of the house was going is open to the front door to open the front door and he went to like the room they put the alien in ah yes okay um but yeah and like again that whole thing like oh why didn't he like zoom in on the alien like he did such a good job of like being so afraid to open that door but feeling like he had to do it he did an excellent job conveying that fear and then it's like oh shit it's gone <laughs> Yeah. It's like when you have a spider in your room yeah. and you're like, okay, I got to catch the spider. And like you go get something to get it and then it's gone and you can't find it. And you're like, oh shit, where'd it go? And then that makes you even more afraid because now you don't know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yes. Now uh, there's one final 10, uh, 10 out of 10 star review that I'll read here. And it was uh, titled, this has been a lifetime nightmare. And this is back from January of 2020. I was born in 88. I saw this movie when I was about seven years old. Since then, I've been fascinated, and since then, I always believed it was a dream that I saw this movie because no one I knew ever heard of it or saw it. And try to explain this movie to someone stubborn. Shake, S-M-H, that means shake Shake my my head, head. right? Okay. I can't wait to watch it somehow. 10 out of 10, no joke. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. (laughs) So there you have it. Uh, That's happened to me with movies that are very unpopular because I've seen some like very unknown movies and you watch it and you try to go to people like, have you ever heard of this movie? And you try to explain it and it sounds so crazy and people are like, no, I don't know that movie. And then you finally find somebody who knows what you're talking about and you're like, yes, I'm not crazy. It was a movie that I watched. Sure. Yes. So that's the McPherson tape. Now, why is it called the McPherson tape? Do we know? Because it's about the Van Hees family. It is. Well, in the remake that the director did when he got a budget, the made-for-TV movie remake, I guess the family in that movie was called McPherson. Now, the family in this movie, in the original, is the Van Hees family. So for whatever reason, this somehow people, I guess... We're calling it the McPherson tape for whatever reason. They were it just that's how it was making the rounds. That's how people came to know it. Even though the name McPherson's never once uttered in this movie at all, uh, and I guess eventually, this is just this. It was released as the McPherson tape, so that's now the title. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I wasn't really concerned about the names. Uh, no, I didn't the last care. No, name. I, I was so either. into this movie. Yeah. I, the, I thought it was great. I just figured somebody listening might be like, well, you said their name Van Hees. Why is it it called McPherson Tape? Because 
The DVD box says so. There you have it. So definitely check it out. Dean Alioto, in my view, pretty pretty smart dude. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty brilliant guy for yeah. uh, you know coming up with this concept. And uh, who's to say if found? I'm, I'm sure found footage movies would have happened regardless. But would they have been? I don't know. I I, f- I feel like this kind of. I I'd be interested to know if the Blair Witch guys, the guys that made the Blair Witch Project, if they've had seen this before. Be, and I'm if they did, would curious. they say anything? <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. But I mean, th- this is without question the first found footage movie ever done. So. Or, or that, that we, that know, we of, know of. That we know of, yeah. So definitely check it out. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. I'll put like a, a couple links in the show notes so people can pick it up if, if they so, uh, so desire. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, not that I'm aware of. I know when Sean and I first talked about it many months ago, I'd looked to see if I could find it anywhere. I couldn't find it streaming online anywhere. I'd say buy the DVD. So, Support the yeah. people who made the movie. Yeah, 100%. Buy it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've, I'm going to probably end up getting our own copy of it once oh, yeah. I get this back to Sean. Because I want to watch yeah. this over and over again. Yeah, it's, well, I don't know if I'm going to watch well, it all, I mean, a million to, like, times. To but see what we've missed and to see if we can pick up on any sure. other little things. And that's the great thing about this too. It's 63 minutes long. It's not like you're investing you know, two hours. When we've watched a movie that's like an hour long, usually it's like, oh, thank God it was short. Yeah. This one, it didn't feel like it was an hour. It felt like a real, like a real feature-length movie over an hour. It felt like it without dragging. It just everything. I think the timing was perfect. It it didn't. Yeah, it was really make me well feel done. like it was too long or too short. I just it was great. Yeah, uh, real quick, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll read the back of the of the uh, movie here. The world's first found footage horror movie. A decade before the Blair Witch Project redefined the horror landscape, there was the McPherson tape. On October 8, 1983, the McPherson family gathered together to celebrate the fifth birthday of Michelle, the littlest member of their household. Everything was captured on VHS by Michael McPherson and his new camcorder, including the alien invasion shot for $6,000 by first-time filmmaker Dean Alioto in 1989. This movie blends the production design of a J.C.'s haunted house with a dead serious tone to forge a fun, hypnotic nightmare that upends the concept of reality. Due to a warehouse fire at the original distribution company, the McPherson tape was never legitimately released. AGFA and Bleeding Skull are proud to present the world home video premiere of this important milestone in shot-on-video horror history, newly preserved from the original three-quarter-inch master tape. So they, they call the family McPherson on the description here, but it's not. They're the Van Hees family. So well, there you go. They probably did that just to avoid confusion or whatever for yeah. people that are buying it. But yeah, I, I believe that's what happened. The remake was the McPherson family, the remake that he did several years later. So there you go. I'm going to have to try to dig that down, but that was a made-for-TV movie, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it was ever released on DVD anywhere. But we'll look. We'll, we'll, we'll look and try, try and find it. Maybe we'll do a a review on that if we can find it and watch yes. it sometime down the road. Yes. That'd be great. So do you have any other closing thoughts about the McPherson tape that you'd like to share? I give it two thumbs up. I think everyone should watch it. Hopefully you watched it before you listened to yeah. this episode. Yeah, agreed. But but honestly, even if it, even if not, and you're just, you know, you're going to go pick it up and check, check it, out. it out. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely worth your time, in my view. And, and again, even though we spoiled it, watch it anyway. I mean, 
there's so many things we didn't talk about. Yeah, it's 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 just very well done, I think. And uh, again, I like the men with their guns protecting the women. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and the mom, stop pointing that at us. <laughs> and it was supposed to take. Pl- uh, did it say it in the back here? Yeah, it was supposed to take place in 1983. Mm-hmm. So take that into account as well. But yeah, all in all, two thumbs up for me, two thumbs up from my beautiful trophy wife. So check it out. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think if you do. You can find us on social media. We are on Twitter. At Pod. We are on Parlor At Pod. And Instagram can go fuck itself. Yes, it can. We also have a website. Homewreckerpodcast.com All right. And uh, again, you can watch us on YouTube and Brighteon. Yes, like and subscribe. Please and thank you. And if you haven't already, wherever you're listening, be it on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Podbean, Mm -hmm. Amazon Music, I think we're on all of them now. Whatever Uh, strikes your fancy. Please follow us, hit the subscribe button if you can, and if you get a minute, please leave us a five-star review and take a few minutes and let people know why they should listen to the Homewrecker Podcast. We really appreciate everybody's support. Thank you. So, until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion. I've been joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. You like bashed my shin earlier. I'm sorry. That hurt really I'm bad. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's I fine. I bashed you with love. Yes, that's fine. You could argue I've had it coming for a while. Yes, and I think some of our <laughs> listeners and our hearers and watchers could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. That guy, good. She should have kicked him harder. <laughs> F that guy. <laughs> that guy sucks. The girl's like, I told you to run. <laughs> Kick him. Beat him. Hit him harder next time. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>